Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to the Cookbook Circle Podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends with a shared love of food, cooking, and all things cookbooks. We are now in the third season of this podcast. And this one is all about, well, not really anything in particular. We are themeless. So you can expect deep dives on certain dishes, reviews of cookbooks, of course, but there'll be new cookbooks, old cookbooks, all sorts of cookbooks. And of course, we'll be asking you, our lovely listeners, for some input on episodes that we're going to do. It's going to be so it's gonna be so fun. fun. And if you love what we do, we're also on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help to cover the podcast costs from the books themselves to the ingredients for what we cook. And in return, you'll get some fun stuff like bonus mini-sodes. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now, let's get to the fun part. Victoria, how do you do? How do you do? How do you do? I do good. How do you do? (laughs) I do well. A week (laughs) off work, baby. I'm living my free life for you. I know. Um, what are you doing? I'm going to Munich, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Salzburg. Do you have any um food plans for Germany? I don't, you know, but I'm shit at researching until I'm like in the airport. So I'll I'll get a little list going then. Any recommendations will be too late. (laughs) We'll be too late because you're going tomorrow, and this won't come out for a bit. Uh, I don't have any recommendations for you. Sorry, as That's you know, okay. I've never, well, I've never spent any time in Germany. Well, I'm also going to Austria, and apparently there's a thing called a Mozart cake, Mozart cake, or something, because he was oh, born I think I've there. Seen those. Yes, they look wonderfully twee. What's it made of? Soft meringue and hazelnut praline cream topped with fine dark chocolate flavored shavings. Dark dark chocolate flavored shavings. <laughs> somebody's like you know shaving their beard in the mornings and then oh, they're just putting some cocoa in there gross, gross. Oh, sorry. Mm, sorry. how are you what you been i am fine uh i have it's very weather updates lovely and sunny <laughs> but <laughs> we have been reading and discussing this article in the was in the guardian last week it's about 21 weird snacks loved by top chefs and i love this shit like it's, it's so, so fun good um and it's just like what they eat when they're at home or when they get back from their shift or yeah. you know what you know they're kind of um guilty pleasures which i don't think they should be guilty about feel no. guilty about because it's all great um and it kind of ranges from 
buried baby bell pot noodle i love that one so it was about yeah. putting like a whole baby bell cheese at the bottom of your noodle right and then pouring in the washer and so by the time yeah. you get to the end of your noodles there's like a little melty cheese gift yeah i mean Weird. that is inspired a lot of this is inspired actually what do, do you have a favorite i really enjoyed the idea of um where is it the fried egg and apricot jam sandwiches yes me too weird i don't know is... how i feel about it but i would be intrigued to try it i guess like eggs are you know quite savory so with something sweet they probably work but also mashed sandwiches like i have long yeah. been a proponent of like potato on bread in any form <laughs> for like all the carbs and that's yes. delicious also the palm bear, which is a crisp, and dairy milk sandwich. So it was like you put like two palm bear crisps around a square of dairy milk and like yeah, that 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 stuff's great, right? Like they have that in Japan, yeah. don't they? Like crisps that have a drizzle of chocolate on like them. A, so it's yeah, kind of or like dipped salty. in chocolate. Yeah. I love that. I'm not I I do like palm bears as much as the next person. Um and I feel like they're a good they're a good crisp for that because they're kind of so they're for anyone who doesn't know what a palm bear is and have them in their uh place of living is they're just like little crisps like shaped like bears basically yes they're very thin um, and quite like they're a bit oily aren't they yeah they're very crispy the salted um, ones or the salt and vinegar ones are better but they're a rare sight usually it's just that ready yeah, salted i'm a i'm a yeah i like ready You're salted a ready guy. i I love that there's a instant noodle sandwich, yes. um, like, which I I love that. And but also here's my take on that is put it in a wrap. I feel like a wrap with noodles in it is a better really shout than like a like a bread because what, what about the sog? The wrap will like it won't go soggy around. Interesting. <laughs> interesting are you putting any like anything else in there or is it literally just wrap and the kind of seasoned instant noodles is um, there any like sauces any additions uh, well i was i was thinking about like what my you know guilty pleasurey thing snack is yeah. and i feel like one of them is qp mayo Mm-hmm. on noodles of all sorts of instant noodles right. like just that and like maybe that's maybe that's not you know a game changer in terms of you know this stuff but yeah i love that qp mayo so maybe a little bit of qp mayo nice i think put that that's my you know tip and if you it's because it's sweet like qp mayo has got like apple juice in it yeah which is what what makes it kind of taste well one of the things that makes it taste so different to normal mayonnaise uh and it just takes away the kind of very savouriness of instant noodles. Interesting. Yeah, it is it's it's completely different flavour, isn't it, QP? I quite like it. The um the other one that was interesting in there was the Jacob's Cra- Jacob's Cracker cream cheese and strawberry jam, which is like che- cheesecake vibes, right? But we do that in our yeah. family, but we do it with a digestive biscuit, so that is full like mini Aww. cheesecake my sister put that up on instagram recently actually because she's like a mother mother influencer type being yes, like I saw that. hack for the kids like mini cheesecakes and they are delicious if you're into cheesecakes but don't want to commit to an entire <laughs> entire one do you subscribe to the chips in ice cream or or milkshake thing yes i do it's not something i actively do because i never really order ice cream that much or like you know in a setting Mm. where you're having chips but I remember a girl doing it in uni and my mind being blown and tasting it and then was like actually no I kind of get it but yeah yeah, it's the cold it's the warm the sweet the salty Mm. are you are you not convinced I mean I don't really love that like I don't like milkshakes so I wouldn't do a milkshake but um yeah I, I feel like I'm not in that I've never been in that situation to have like in McDonald's yes. or something That's where I've I got mean. a, a McFlurry and my chips. I feel like you'd order separately because if you want to really, but I, I, you know, pe- people do it right. So it must be delicious. Well, in this piece, it's vanilla ice cream with um, wasabi peas, isn't it? And gherkins is another one, yes, right? But there is also salty fries and McDonald's milkshake, but yeah. Okay. There's also gherkins and 
like very thinly sliced gherkins to wrap around chips. Love that. Yeah. I'm like a I spoke in the last episode about how I don't feel I don't love a gherkin, but I I I understand no. it. I I get what people are doing here. Um, the last one that was really weird to me, and I just don't know if I'm there yet, <laughs> yet to be convinced, <laughs> not quite there, is the um, chocolate fudge cake and feta cheese. I'm not sure. You oh. eat it as an after school snack. Who's getting chocolate fudge cake after school? Yeah, and feta. Like, oh, I've just got some feta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know. Is he sprinkling? What's he doing? He says it makes you salivate. I don't know. I don't know how I feel Mm. about that. I mean, I kind of get it, but also, I guess in like a cream cheese thing. But I I just, um, it's not mine. No. I feel like I'm a. I feel like all the ones that like drew me in this article, and we'll put the article in the show notes, whatever. But uh is all the, the, the very, like, savoury things. And yeah. Also, like, the, the, the one thing I don't like about a mash sandwich <laughs> is there's no texture there. And I need... But then um, I dip the whole sandwich in and fry it. So, wow. So then you've got, like, a crunchy... So that that works for me. I, I need a... I need to put a crisp in there for like triple carb. Yeah, if it wasn't like toasted bread. Yeah, I don't think I would envision that with a with a sliced pan. I think like a crusty baguette would be my. Because mm. we've spoken about the Irish deli before and how yeah. you get like a roll, and there's two usually two choices of potato salad. There's like the the chunks. <laughs> Or this mashed potato salad, and I would always get the mashed potato salad yeah. because then it's the crispy, and then some whatever else yeah. is going on in there as well. I just, oh man, I love food. Um, the Pringles with caviar was quite fun as well because we all just have caviar knocking around <laughs> from some like really fancy chef at like Park Lane in London or something, which makes sense. <laughs> that idea of like something really posh with something quite like yeah mainstream yes. is quite fun. But yeah, yeah. we'd love to know. Um, our listeners weird combos mm. but but that's not what not we're here to talk about today we're here, we're here uh, for a redemption episode redemption our first redemption episode <laughs> well is it a redemption that that remains to be seen we don't well know. yeah yes we will see but we are <laughs> we back with see. ms roman alison roman not roman roy <laughs> r.i.p succession <laughs> Which just um, wrapped. You thought I'd spoiled that yeah, for you, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You, I was but... about to lose my absolute <laughs> shit. I'm way behind. On and it hasn't finished. <laughs> just RIP Succession. Great show of all time. Yes. Alison Roman. Miss M- Alison Roman. Sweet enough. All lowercase. Just for reference. Of course. A beautiful cover. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> She's got great neck. Look. I Look. Yeah. Well, we'll go through this, but, but I think she does such good nails, doesn't she? She's a babe. We've said this before. She's an absolute she is babe. A babe. So we have previously discussed Alison Roman in our last season. We covered her first two books, Dining In and Nothing mm. Fancy. Um, we won't talk about like her background and her bio too much because we covered that in that episode. So please do go back and listen if you haven't heard it. Um, but we, spoiler, didn't really love those books but we were intrigued by this one because it felt like her baking recipes mm. were really good in those books and this book is an entirely baking book and I read a little bit about it on Vogue who covered Alison Roman like surely that is like that is the that's fucking hell how many chefs are being covered in Vogue that is you know I mean whether or not we redeem her in this episode based on this book she has had a media redemption with this book launch, right? Like, we, you know, a year, a year and a half ago, she was cancelled. Mm-hmm. And now she's everywhere. She is. It's been quite the... the anyway, you're probably going to talk about this, but yeah. No, it's, I... It's, it's, it's been interesting to watch, I think. Yeah, but I spoke to someone about this whose theory was that that's very much a UK thing, not a US thing, that she still has a bit of a... She's still got some work oh, to do in the US. So mm. um, it'd be interesting to hear from US listeners on on their view. But certainly this book came out well, a few, I actually don't know, a few weeks ago, quite recently. We're like March. 
and in the UK and she Alison was everywhere um she was on all our like morning foodie tv shows and she did like a big book launch at the standard in London that was all over Instagram and she did that other podcast about food that I don't remember the name of that is (laughs) vaguely popular I think um I'm sure you guys don't listen to that so you don't know but I heard she was on that (laughs) so she yeah, the, the the Vogue piece says she was in many ways the human equivalent of celery, one of her signature ingredients, deeply polarising. But as she says herself, if you're into it, you're really into it. Um, and, it, you know, I mean, it's Vogue, so it kind of is a bit, I don't know, uh, doting. So they asked her about, like, why she's done a desserts only book. And apparently her publisher suggested that this, her second book would only be about desserts. And she said, no way because she really wanted to establish herself as a home cook um, mm. and that she, it was really important to her that the work that she was putting out was serving a purpose and you need dinner more than dessert. So she made a bargain with her publisher that um, she was not going to focus on sweets in the second book, but she would entertain doing it for the third. <laughs> and so after Nothing Fancy, she did feel a bit fatigued by standard recipe writing that she... <laughs> what are you spluttering at there? <laughs> Just like just that, like oh, I just I'm a bit bored of writing, you know, <laughs> recipes. Anyway, it's fine. I'm fine. Look, it's, an, I, it's... Don't, I don't know why I get like this about Alison Roman. I I I don't know that that just, that particular phrase has just annoyed me. <laughs> well, look, I mean, there's a lot of these. You know, Molly Baz was somewhat similar, right? Like they have a, they're lucky, right? They get to do an amazing job mm. and have cracked into an industry that's really, really hard to. You know, we would give anything to write recipes all day long, right? Like it's, it's, uh, yeah. so it's a privilege. So it is kind of annoying when they don't act like it is, but you know, whatever. Yeah, so she she kind of talks a lot, and she does at the start of this book about how she's never like too perfectionist as a pastry chef right because that was her mm-hmm. background originally she said that she was really annoying as a pastry chef because she just didn't understand the logic of some of the steps and she had to kind of ask loads of questions or i think that's fairly standard um but she <laughs> would if there wasn't a good reason for something she would do something totally different and then she said in this book she's basically like distilled 15 years of information through of trial and error into this book in the start of this as i said and i get this right because i'm the same i as we know did a pastry course but i still feel very very scrappy and i've never really loved the like (laughs) and that will be proved in the pictures of my recipes which i'll talk about (laughs) shortly that yeah i just never really liked the very perfect perfect like aesthetic of stuff and she she says that too like there's something great about that that you know a lasagna is so cheesy that it's impossible to cut into perfect squares or yeah Mm. she likes a bit of she says I admit that I didn't (laughs) this is funny no she says her recipe style and aesthetic could be described as rustic carefree approachable and her desserts tend to follow suit perfect they are not I admit that I didn't so much choose this aesthetic as this aesthetic chose me (laughs) I love that Nice. The thug life, <laughs> Alison Rowan, didn't shoot her. <laughs> a messy bitch life. You know, fair play. Me too. Mess- being messy and, you know, cutting corners, that life cho- chose me as well. <laughs> she says that she, like, you know, she's still not an expert. Her pies still leak, cheesecakes crack, you know, whatever. They're a bit wonky, but perfection is boring. Um, which, I mean, I, I do rate that. But, I mean, her, still- her stuff still looks beautiful. The pineapple upside down cake and like every all the photos in this are oh like, yeah gorgeous. this photo the, the the photos the they're all like a holiday right they're all like a lot of them are outside it's very like italian the, riviera yes with all of her beautiful what i who i imagine are her friends right i feel like this is not just her in the photos no but there's a lot of like headless bodies attractive um, bodies of very attractive bodies um you know it's, some of them are just yeah they're at the beach or yeah they're outside on what you imagine is her like you know manhattan or probably brooklyn like balcony or whatever yeah or well she's bought a place upstate now apparently and she's opening right. a store which is like an extension of her pantry basically 
apparently. So you can that's like stuffed the gills with like Pirello olives and like <laughs> shit yeah. Like Cheers. Um, what about this man in tiny shorts on page ninety? They're very small. Yeah, uh, they're very small, and there yeah. is nothing. He's Don't not wearing shame. anything else, is he? And also, are they are they, are they even shorts? Or like, as in, like they they look like they're denim shorts, <laughs> but that looks like it's painted on, doesn't it? <laughs> like, it looks like it's like a print of denim shorts on a pair of we like, have swimming to put this trunks. Up on Instagram, it's um, yeah, it's I, I got a little start when I saw that. It's oh, oh. <laughs> got like goggles around his uh, neck, but yeah, it's very um, it's definitely got an aesthetic, and also I think. It's very bon appetit, yeah. Alum e like it's a quite Molly Basley. Like it has these like yeah. interludes, doesn't it? Where like the yes. font goes all big and there's like a story, or you know, um, you know, the font changes and like certain words are picked out in different colors and like there's like rhubarb is a gift and like one whole page is just like a close-up picture of rhubarb if you overthink it um, this dessert immediately becomes less fun that's a whole one page thing for the salted cookies and yeah cream. ice cream in melon like it's just um it's very trendy it's very trendy and it feels uh, so i don't love a lot of those um those pages where they, they aren't recipes and it's all a lot of that doesn't feel consistent to me but the recipes are you know written beautifully it's it's, it's lovely she's toned down a little bit of her overly conversational kind of millennial speak hasn't she that was one of our gripes in the old yes books, was like there was a lot of like yeah chat um before a recipe kind of with a lot of I don't know I could take a bath in some jelly or something it would just be like a lot yeah and I think she's toned that back a, a little bit not entirely yes yeah I, I think so yeah not entirely I think that she um there's a lot of um blank person notes in here like I am you know Alison Roman is not a dessert person yeah right is that a dig at Claire Saffitz? And then there's a couple of other bits in there that are like, oh, I'm a ice cream, or I'm a fruit person, or I'm a salt yeah, person, yeah. or salt. whatever. Like, and She's I feel like, amazing, isn't she? Everything, salt. everywhere is like salted lemon pie, salted pistachio shortbread, salted. There's a ton of um, the recipe titles so have salt in the title. She, there's a whole thing about the whole like section about fruit isn't there and that and she's just like sort your fruit sort your fruit which i absolutely yeah. agree with i think it's and you know sort your fruit sort your salad like all of mm-hmm. that stuff and i absolutely agree with that um and then she has a note in the beginning that's like you know mostly when you do a baking recipe or have a baking book you want to add more salt don't do this with my recipes they they have lots of salt in them i love salt yeah blah, blah, blah. salt and like anchovies yes her like her brand right totally. and great nails great nails yeah so it's divided up into i quite like the contents page actually and she does say there's this note at the start which is like read a recipe start to finish before making it which is like i know basic but also fucking wise <laughs> words because how many times do you like think you're gonna make something quick and then it needs to like chill in the you know fridge for an hour or something yes so it is yeah. where is oh yeah it's divided up into pies tarts galettes in that piece in vogue i think she said or maybe it's in the intro she says she makes like galettes all day summer all summer long and she could like make one with her eyes closed cakes things called pudding pudding cookies frozen things i've got all this fruit now what that that's very molly bows morning time snack times mm. staples and extras and there's a lot in here it is it's there's a ton of recipes. I feel like I've even missed yeah. some of them. But nothing nuts, you know, a bit like Ravni or someone. It's not like, there's no mad combinations or anything in here. It's like strawberry galettes or apple galettes, like, you know, raspberry ricotta cake, chocolate pudding, toasted rice pudding, like a lot of shortbread. Yeah, it's nothing. I wouldn't say she's gone crazy on the no trendy ingredients or like tons of miso or, you know, stuff like that in here. She's kept it fairly classic, like bananas foster and stuff like that as well. Cinnamon yeah, rolls. yeah. There's a lot of that, isn't there? Like the I basically skipped the whole like pudding thing because I'm. Yeah, I never got my that. Jam, but it's. um. <laughs> what about with jam? 
<laughs> oven jam, <laughs> stovetop jam. She has the all. She has it all. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I didn't see any miso. I didn't see anything that I felt like. Oh God, I don't know. Where I'm going to get that. Yeah. I also think, and I, I don't know if this is the case, but it's. We, I guess we both have the UK version, right? Yeah. Um, it's all in grams, but there is cups and ounces in there as well. Yeah. Um, but I did wonder if this has been almost like translated, um, like cream, for example. Mm. We don't call it heavy cream no. here. Or that's not how it's labeled. It's like double cream double. or single cream. Yeah. Um, and I think that double cream is used in here rather than that. So I thought that that's a nice kind of touch. I like how she does the pairings, though. Eat with, and she'll say, mm. like, have it with. Like, these cinnamon sandies. She's like, eat with eggnog? Feels right. Or, like, you know, she recommends some wines or hot coffee. And, I mean, some of this is very her. This this bowl of salted chocolate pudding. Of course it's salted. Eat with. <laughs> At the end of your next gathering, when the lights are low and the music is loud and you think you've run out of wine, but find that one extra bottle in the back of the fridge, that's the moment to bring out this bowl of chocolate pudding. That That's her. <laughs> It is very important to have, you know, a pudding for that specific moment. Yeah. <laughs> I shove my now my puddings right out right after dinner to just get them out of the way. If we could just, uh, you know, create a false sense of panic that we've got no wine left, but then be like, oh, how about pudding? <laughs> you make my friend um what should i make so you may remember you may recall that on a recent podcast i said i was having a bit of trouble with um cooking yes yes i said i was having some issues with cooking and i was, I was having a bit of a disaster and some i'd cooked some stuff from a book and that we were going to do this was the yes. book oh no i basically cooked three things prior to doing stuff specifically for the pod and yeah. they all were not great no oh my God. one was absolutely fine yeah um and the other two so the first the thing i made i won't talk about them too much but the thing i made that i was really disappointed that didn't turn out with the um the scones oh uh, sweet enough scones and they're like uh some nice scones they've got like raspberries in them mine just with the wet the dough was so wet oof I kept adding more. Anyway, there's that. And then, like I said, I made the salty lemon uh, shortbreads, and, but I, it was the wrong recipe. And then I also yeah. made the like, sour cream pound cake. Oh. Um, which is like a chocolate cake, chocolate sour cream pound cake with like chocolate chunks. Um, and that tasted amazing, but it's the biggest recipe and i think that that's one of my things about there and they're all such large recipes they really are actually yeah huge serving sizes like 23 yeah. centimeter cake tins and stuff which is a lot yeah and that's a loaf cake but it was like it, was, it came up so high and it was so like it, it tasted amazing but it just meant that that the, the crust was kind of burnt yeah. because it's in the oven for like almost an hour if not longer yeah yeah um but the middle was great but anyway so i made two things specifically for the pod luckily they were both okay so, okay well, no disasters so i made there is savory stuff in here yes um and i was like i'm gonna do it because it's tomato season lads <gasps> ding, ding 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 did you make the tomato tart Yes, did you? No, but it looks delicious. Oh. I was tempted because I just feel like I always make the tomato tart of things. Yes. So I was like, no, I can't do it for this. It looks beautiful. And it's just, it feels innovative and different. Yeah. And like, the, I'll talk about it, but the crust is uh, different. Anyway, um, and it's tomato season. So I was like, I'm just going to go out and get some lovely British summer tomatoes. And, and this looks great. And uh, it's there's just been another bank holiday here. And I had a couple of things that I was going to. So I was like, oh, I can take this. She talks. So like Hannah said, the this whole book is all about being like quick and, and easy and yeah. not fussy. Mm -hmm. So the, the tart base in this one is... It reminded me of like making it a bit like a cheesecake base. Oh, like it's not it's not a pastry really. Oh. There's no none of that. So it's um 
she calls it uh, in the intro, she says, the peppery crust, which I've been told tastes like a cheese it or a refined Dorito, is worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> refined Dorito is the bad name of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your favourite Dorito flavour? Uh, the chilli, hot chilli one. Oh, nice. Chilli heat wave, I believe. Chilli heat wave, yeah, sorry. I felt really <laughs> on the spot there. I was like, oh my God, do I even <laughs> eat Doritos? <laughs> I do eat Doritos, can confirm. Also a fan of a cool mm. ranch sometimes. Depends on the mood. Mm. What about you? I like the cheesy ones, believe it or not. Yeah, they're good. Um, They're great. When you, you like to make nachos sometimes, don't you? Yes. What's your stance on, should that be a flavoured tortilla no, chip that never. should be plain plain i agree with you on how that. do you feel yeah no plain okay. plain because you, you're doing all the work salted obviously yeah but not, we're not um... absolute fucking heathens but no <laughs> like, i don't no, you couldn't either. have a cheesy dorito in there no i agree I, I i yeah not even a cool ranch even though they're kind of um they could meet the brief but no yeah they too, could meet the brief strong. but no absolutely not um glad we agree on that anyway me too i feel that i feel i love nachos i love nachos um, I'd, l- I'd love to open a nacho restaurant. Uh, there's a restaurant in... That's um genius. <laughs> the, Yeah. W- I went to Vegas a few years ago for my 30th birthday, uh, and we went to this restaurant called Nacho Daddy. Nacho Daddy. Nacho uh, Daddy. And it's a nacho restaurant, and it was so good. Oh, my God. Could you customise what you got on there? Or was uh, it just, like, take what you get? customise, but there was so m- many choices. Like, I had, like, the cheeseburger nachos, oh. which just, with, like, bad burger sauce and obviously cheese and beef. And I think Stephen had, like, a pulled pork barbecue-y one. Wow. But I look at their, um, I look at their website a lot for you know just fun and seeing what their new ones are but they, they have like lobster ones and Shut and it up. just it comes out and obviously they just do these amazing like margaritas as well um oh great i'd love that yeah i used to go to when i lived in spain i used there was an irish pub but they did the best <laughs> nachos ever and that was like a cold beer and like yes. share them with a couple, oh it's just the best thing anyway they just so. hit Anyway, this nachos is not what I made. That's nacho um, episode, nachos. Nacho. <laughs> but if Nacho Daddy want to, you know, uh, sponsor an episode and us to fly we're out here. to Vegas to eat um, them, we will absolutely. Anytime. Yeah, our second anytime. biggest market, Nacho Daddy, is the US, just FYI. <laughs> we can send you some stats. <laughs> right, so your base for this tomato tart, you mix flour cornmeal oh. 50 grams of parmesan hello grated parmesan yeah um salt sugar and black pepper you mix all that together nice uh and then you brown 85 grams of butter oh on the so you put that on the on the hard brown it um uh she doesn't call it browning it but she says uh <laughs> melt the butter Whisking occasionally, scrape up the brown bits as they form and continue to cook the butter until it smells like popcorn. Oh, she's um, she's veered away from a lot of the key phrases there, hasn't she? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when, you know, she called a Dallas Jew. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, you brown the butter and then you uh, add that in to the the crummy dry crumbs. ingredients mixture yeah. you, you pour that over and mix it with your hands yeah. until it creates like a, a dough and basically you just press that into a tart no a, yeah like a tart case nice like, I like, like that. you would a cheesecake yeah that's great so she says press it in first making sure the sides are evenly packed then pressing a nice even layer on the bottom right do you press a nice even layer on your bottom always <laughs> Do I you? can't bear with an odd layer on my bottom. <laughs> no. <laughs> Your bottom deserves even layers. That's one of my daily affirmations. Yeah. <laughs> and and rightly so, if yeah. you ask me. Prick it with a fork. <laughs> um, and then put it in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes until golden brown nice and that's your base done and she does say you could use it with other things but tomatoes are the one here Mm. and then um so you leave it to cool after you've uh done that you could even you know make the tart the next day but you just it's it's 900 grams of 
small tomatoes thinly sliced. So there's wow. not slicing tomatoes. That's a lot, is, um... isn't it? Nearly a kilo. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah 900, 900 grams less than a kilo. Less than a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> Math time with Hannah. <laughs> And so you slice those up and then you just kind of put them in the in the tart case. And she says uh, a range. So it's tomato, uh, garlic, red chili flakes, capers, which are optional. So basically you just arrange, arrange the tomato and garlic slices in the blind baked tart shell in a nice even layer, seasoning with pinches of salt, pepper and chili flakes as you go. Nice. That sounds good. So you just kind of, you just keep on keeping on. <laughs> and then you top with capers if you're using mm. and then drizzle everything with two tablespoons of olive oil and a bit more salt. Gotcha. <laughs> and then you put it in the oven for about an hour. Oh, so there's no like and... egg or cream or anything that like, bar- no, it's not like a quiche vibe. Oh, wow. No, it's just, um, it's just tomatoes and garlic. Uh, yeah. And whatever Huh. maybe capers I'd, i did put capers on um maybe capers maybe capers that's another good band name um yeah and you just kind of it says uh return to the oven and bake until the tomatoes are jammy and starting to brown and caramelize a little on top 60 nice. minutes and then remove from the oven and then she suggests splashing it with cherry red wine or white wine vinegar what i guess oh, nice. vinegar you've got on hand a uh, bit more olive oil and serve it with parmesan and herbs and oh. what fun this was really yeah that sounds really good i quite like that yeah i was worried because the tomatoes are so juicy wet yeah <laughs> juicy <laughs> maybe a better word um that it just wouldn't, you know, it would just be soggy, soggy, soggy. Yeah. Um, oy, oy, oy. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. Oh. I mean, did it, it slice quite... okay? Yeah. Oh. It did. I mean, the the, the crust is like crumbly, mm. but in a nice... cheesecake way. Yeah, but it kind of reminded me of that, um, the tomato tart from Claire Saffitz that you've made a couple yeah. of times with the feta. Um, yeah, and it was really nice. I think I think I could have let it go in the oven for a bit longer mm. to get this tomato a bit more jammy. She loves a jammy tomato, doesn't she? She does. Um, <laughs> you jammy little tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and she does say to like serve it with anchovies, and I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would. Be uh, I think that there would be, it would be nice with that. But then I um I took it to a like family party we were having and it went down well and then I had some kind of warmed up later and the crust mm. I mean she says that the crust is worth the price of admission but yeah it is nice I mean I'm not sure what yeah. you would put in there like you maybe would be better to, to you know like, even like like leeks or something oh, yeah. like and then yeah, yeah. a bit of cheese or your um, onions caramelized onions or yes. something would be interesting right frankly I, I loved it and I would absolutely make it again what I did do yeah like I said the, the base is crumbly and so uh my tart tin has like a removable bottom <laughs> right and even there on layer. my removable yeah. bottom um which i kept on for like transporting it and and slicing yeah. it because i just thought i think if i try to take this off it may all fall apart but that was fine um like Kanye west oh no he fell he all fell down <laughs> no that's the grand old duke of york no that's Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Um, what temperature would you say? Oh, sorry, niche question. Niche question alert. Um, is it nice at room temperature or like warm yes. room temperature? Yeah. Well, okay, she yeah. says um, eat it on the day of making it, but if not, room temperature the next day is fine. Which is how I cooked it like late the night before, and then we ate it the next day. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think warm it would be really nice. Yeah, that. Um, that sounds great and I, I did actually re- when I had it in the evening after everyone had, had gone from the party I, I heated it in the air fryer for a couple of uh, of course air fryer in the um, in yeah for the evening and then I had it had there was some mezcla ginger tomato dip left over oh yeah <laughs> and that was good obviously and worlds collide that sounds great yeah it was Love good um, and the next thing I made, and I'll be really quick with these because why couldn't I, you know, why would I not make these? Mm-hmm. And they are the, the crunchy chocolate shortbreads, which, which she describes as um, 
if you ever made the salted butter chocolate chunk cook uh, shortbread from my first cookbook uh, and thought I sure this w- wish these were all chocolate then you will want to make these brackets these are these oh and frankly so that for you know first time listeners um <laughs> are my favorite cookies those yes. those chocolate it's 179 I'm here um and great teeth from whoever that lady yes, is on whoever page that lady is on those so they're they're very easy kind of cookie <laughs> recipe are you okay there's a typo in here flaky sea salt for sprinkling <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no it's not it's not a typo that's how you do it you sprinkle you if sprinkle. you're not sprinkling guys you're doing it wrong <laughs> If you sprinkle when you tinkle, be a sweet and wipe the seat. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, um, bringing down the tone. I'm not. I won't talk too much about these, but uh, it's just a very standard like shortbread cookie recipe, like her other ones. But you add uh, 75 grams of cocoa powder to mm. the 290 grams of flour. It. I, that's huge, such a big huge. recipe. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyone who's made those cookies will know you kind of, you make the dough, which is you beat the butter and sugar and it's yeah. granula, a mix of granulated and brown sugar and vanilla light and, until that's light and fluffy. And then uh, you add the flour mixture, which is, like I said, flour. It, it's just flour and um, the cocoa powder because you're you're using salted butter oh nice because it's salt uh salty and then you it's a chocolate chunk so just chopped up chocolate which 225 it's a massive recipe and then you basically make um you make it into like logs these look very questionable in your fridge when they're (laughs) when they're chilling because they're all chocolate um so you make two logs in cling film and roll them into kind of a log. You you chill them for at least two hours. Nice. And then you, when you're ready to bake, the oven goes on at 180. And then you do like an egg wash oh, on your log and then roll it in sugar. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Like okay. Did. So it is like the chocolate chocolate. So they all go crunchy. Um, yeah. And then in the oven for about 12 minutes, you, you obviously chop them up. Yeah, uh, she says she likes them to be like small, like little coins. So right. almost like a a smaller diameter log than right. you maybe would think, Normally and then would. and then they're kind of little. But I don't know how much I agree with that. I, okay. I like a I like a bigger cookie. But these are different when they're cooked from the short. So if you've ever made the shortbread or you've heard me talk about the shortbread before, they hold their shape so well. Those mm. you know cook the herb, the really ones do. without chocolate in them, and these ones sp- spread ever so slightly. And so right. she talks about like a lacy edge around them. Oh, didn't you go out with him in high school? <laughs> I wish lacy edge he, he was he was the quarterback <laughs> that's my uh that's my wedding dress shot <laughs> yeah so they're like they're like crisp they're more like a crispy biscuit with yeah. a la- like lacy chocolatey yeah, and you obviously when they come out you obviously obviously you sprinkle them with you more sprinkle salt. them with salt <laughs> um and they're nice they're they're they are no contender for my favorite cookie right uh and they they fit they do because of the way they hold their shape and i don't know whether this is whether this should be the case um but i i've cooked like four or five batches now because it's just it's such a big recipe and Mm. they've always spread i've done everything she said you know they anyway um but they taste great interesting they taste great warm as well like fresh out the yeah. oven like that, as shortbread often does um but i couldn't not make these i thought they were they were nice if you like yeah. a chocolatey chocolate cookie then they'll be great and they're easy they're easy um easy and peasy. a crowd pleaser so yeah, yeah nice. that's what i made i like them what did you make I made, if you listen to the last episode, I think we mentioned there was one particular ingredient that we had left over that I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with. And that was 
pineapple. So I made Barney's pineapple upside down cake. Ooh, I'm glad you used the pineapple. Yeah, me too. No waste queen. Yeah, that's me. Um, that's what they call me on the streets. And they, this is everywhere in this book. It's like, I think she kind of has it on one of the intro pages and it's like been used a lot in the kind of PR of the book. Mine, I'm going to preface it by saying it was fucking ugly. I'm so sorry. I just didn't, I I didn't, didn't <laughs> slice the pineapple very well. You know, when like a total like noob does it and I, it looks like a star. It doesn't have the lovely like rounds. Yeah. Well, because, but that, but that's because you use like a pineapple cutter for that, right? That's not yeah. you. Yeah. I think she does have a whole page somewhere on how to how to cut a pineapple for this, which I just promptly ignored because av- We're as very ever, busy I was people, Russia, I'm ridiculous. Anyway, but and also because it's made with brown sugar, she uses maraschino cherries, which I couldn't find. I could only find glacé, and I think maraschino would hold their color better in the oven. Mm. And it's like a brown sugar that you put on the base to like help cook oh. the pineapple. But also like that makes it look a bit dark, duller. So yeah, I'm really right. sorry. The photo's fucking ugly. But really, really <laughs> liked the recipe. So firstly, you, yeah, you slice your pineapple. Again, yeah, huge recipe. It's a 25, she says 23 or 25 centimeter cake tin. Um, so she says it really deserves a 25 centimeter one, which I had from only making from a, making a wedding cake like i would never normally have like 25 centimeter one is that another one of your affirmations i deserve a, <laughs> a 25 centimeter cake, centimeter cake if you don't love me at my 25 centimeter <laughs> cake tin, you don't deserve me at my 23 centimeter um you sprinkle sugar uh light brown sugar on the base of that cake tin and then you mosaic the pie the pineapple on the bottom of the cake tin too she says like cut pieces to fit the edges as you need decorate how you please with your cherries she likes one in the middle of the, each ring um she says isn't that sweet i think so and you can you have the option to drizzle rum over the pineapple i didn't do that because i'm not going to buy rum just for um a recipe yeah, but so. then you make the batter and this batter is beautiful. It's like so silky and just like, Ooh. I was just like, I wanted to just eat it raw. It looked delicious. Um, you whisk together your dry stuff, flour, baking powder, bicarb, salt. And then in another bowl, you do buttermilk, vegetable oil. Again, rum is optional and vanilla. And then in a stand mixer, you cream butter, granulated sugar and brown sugar and you cream it Super, like so it's super light and fluffy you add in eggs and egg yolks so three large eggs and two wow. egg yolks and then you have to like beat it until it's almost doubled in volume so it's like really airy and light wow and then you also you put in a third of the flour mixture half the buttermilk third of the flour half the buttermilk the rest of the flour so you're kind of alternating in the wet and um dry mm. And then you pour again, yeah, like you said, there's so much of this, but it was just really pale and silky looking and delicious. And you pour that over the pineapple rings um, and you bake it all for like 40, 45 minutes. Mm. Yeah, she says you'll know it's ready when it's like the top springs back ever so slightly when it's pressed. Um, Yeah, I stuck a skewer in there just to make sure because it browned quite quickly on the top. And then you leave it out, leave it to cool for five or ten minutes and then you invert it onto like a big plate. Um, So I love this. The cake batter itself was really, really just, yeah, the, the sponge was really delicious and like almost like a lighter Madeira kind of cake. Not so oh, dense, nice. but just like yeah lovely and the yeah the pineapples went all nice and jammy i gave it oh, jammy i mean i don't know if they went jammy i'm just using that word because we've used it like seven times already this podcast <laughs> they went all it. nice and sweet and um yeah i gave it to the couple that mind my mental dog mm-hmm. um as because they are just lovely and i like baking for them and they loved it as well mm. but yeah i mean it's it's a great I think it's probably a perfect pineapple upside down cake recipe it's just huge as all so like I just wonder if you could cut you know cut it back by like a third or something and do like a slightly smaller I mean you don't want to fuck with that but it just you'll need a big tin 
And please, like, cut your pineapple to look more attractive than mine, is all I will say, because, yeah, saws in advance. But, yeah, it was lovely. Really, really mm. like it. Really retro-looking. just say in the intro, right, you can use apples, pears, nectarine, peaches, apricots, plums, yes. cherry, like, lots of other things. Yeah, I guess it's a bit like that Jake Cohen, you know, upside-down yes. cake that he's, like, applied to loads of different fruits. Yeah. I've completely unfollowed him, by the way, because I'm so sick of the cottage cheese content. Cottage anyway. cheese is having a moment, but he's taken it way too far. It's all about protein and, like, gym gains, and I've just done... Mm. I'm, I'm done. Um, so, yeah, that was great. I would really recommend that, that recipe. It was lovely. Also, it looks... In, the, in her picture, I guess it's the cherries as well. It looks so, yeah. like, 70s, doesn't it? So, yeah. Like, it's so, like, it looks so vintage and, yeah, nice yeah it's beautiful um i think mine was a bit taller than hers actually but i don't know you know as is everything in my life <laughs> taller than everyone else um would highly recommend and then the second thing that i made since we're on a shortbread vibe Ooh. was the salted pistachio shortbread oh nice i thought i thought about you when i saw that i was like i bet you'd like that what was funny was I had some pistachios in the cupboard for this and like almost enough. This uses 95 grams. I had like 75 grams. I was like, shit, okay, I'll buy another pack of pistachios. Got to the supermarket and they only had the shelled ones, which are obviously a pain in the arse. Oh, um, sorry. I thought you meant like they had been shelled. Oh, no, sorry. They, <laughs> they had the shells on. Whatever. I think that is yeah, actually no, no, the wrong I like, phrase. I was like, is that okay? <laughs> And then I was like coming back from the shop and I was stopped at this really cute little cookie stand in Crystal Palace called Crystal Cookies. And it's this guy selling cookies out uh, at the end of his like garden. Shout out Crystal Cookies, man. I had the They're first one a couple of weeks ago. They're so good. So good. But I always get the peanut butter one because I fucking love it. And then I was standing there with like my bag of pistachios and I ordered the pistachio cookie. And he was like, okay. And he's like looking at me and he's like, you've got some pistachios there too. <laughs> And I was like, oh shit, yeah, I'm like, I'm going home to make these Alison Roman like salted pistachio shortbreads. <laughs> and he's like, it's going to take you a long time to shell all of those. And I was like, I only need 20 grams. Got home, fucking ham, a pistachio's like, they're basically a gram each when you take the shell off. So I was still standing there like shelling like fucking 25 oh. pistachios. Is abs- I think I did that for... Um, one of our early episodes as well, a Nigella one or something. Just always buy the unshelled ones if you can. Yes. They're an absolute pain in the arse. Aside from having to do that, this is like the easiest recipe in the world. It's, mm. again, a 23, cent- uh, 23 centimeter tin, so big boy. Um, but you do it all in the food processor. Yeah, so you... Boy. Hey, big boy, you ready to have some shortbread in you? Um, <laughs> you... In the food processor, chop the pistachios until they're ground. Take out two tablespoons that you'll scatter over the topping later. Then into the um, into the food processor, you add icing sugar, butter, salt. You pulse that until they're all mm-hmm. combined. Add in the flour. And then it all just comes together in a dough um, in the processor. And then she says if, it's, if your processor is having trouble, just dump it out onto the counter and it'll come together once you mix it by hand. But mine, mm. even I have a mini one, and it was fine in there. And then you just press it into the tart tin in an even layer. Um, you sprinkle it with those two tablespoons of ground pistachios that you took out, and of course, some salt. Of course. And then you just bake it in the oven for like 20 minutes. Oh. And she says you can dust it with more icing sugar if you like. I didn't do that because I think it's usually like sweet enough. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then you slice it into 24 thin wedges um and so you, yeah she tells you how to do that and then you just let it cool completely it's quite crumbly when it's it was sliced actually that like i feel like you know the little apex of the of the wedges would kind of yes. like stay in the tin but um it was delicious like i love mm. pistachio anything and also because it makes so much i swear i just had so much to give to people like we met my friend for a drink on saturday and i brought her some to bring home and then i brought some when i was visiting people on sunday and there's just like so much of it that you can just yeah share it around but it has that lovely pistachio flavor quite salty um but yeah, just yeah, delicious. Really, really nice. Oh, yeah, and it looks great. Like in the in the round, <laughs> it yeah, looks, it looks nice. 
Oh. Yeah, it was really great. She's a shortbread queen, isn't she? She bloody yeah. loves it. Yeah, there's a there's a number of shortbread things, right? That there's yeah. just salted shortbread. Yeah, there's she has those a whole chocolate ones on that it. I talked about. There's yeah. some lemon shortbread that I talked about. Yeah. Um, she says it's her like it's basically the cookies chapter, and she mm. said shortbread remains at the top of the heap because she it, it has a multitude of recipes, and she said the following recipes are mostly shortbread. Um. So yeah, she's just obsessed. She's yeah. just obsessed. She's obsessed. But yeah, it... nice. She. I was surprised you didn't make the black and white cookies. I thought you might go for those. I thought about it, but they, they didn't. They didn't speak to me as much as. Yeah. Um, for those who haven't heard me talk about it before, I love those like New York style black and white cookies that you get. Yeah. That are kind of like basically like cakes. Yes. But she says about these ones, they're not cakey they're more like a sugar cookie but then i i did like the black sesames on the half of them that's what yeah it's the black and the black and white great what there was there anything that you wanted to make or you lots of things there was a cauliflower galette thing that looked in mm. oh here it is creamy cauliflower galette i never thought about cauliflower in a galette but um i really like that idea there's a leak in there too and gruyere i think that would be a good one for like a picnic or something your tomato tart i'm now like yeah fully invested yeah in. i feel it like you i feel like you you should make that i think yeah um it's it's and it's, it's easy yeah it, it sounds really easy i like that pastry idea um honestly quite a lot of it i thought it looked there was a lot that kind of spoke to me there's an almond cake with figs the raspberry ricotta cake looks nice mm. a lot of the like american classics of like sheet cake and stuff like that mm. she has like a carrot cake that is like a kind of more simple one doesn't have raisins or nuts and it's just like a thin icing on top that looks cute mm -hmm. uh, not the many mushrooms pot pie because i'm not really a fan of mushrooms i thought that looked great I was... yeah uh cd breakfast cake yeah, there was a lot. What about you? Yeah, same. A lot. I like the um yeah, the savory chapter. Um her galette. I've never made a galette and I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna pledge to make a galette soon. But I feel like the her she's got this there's a recipe in here for like mini strawberry galettes, right? And they yes. they feel like they're all over Instagram. And they do look mm. great and they're so summery and nice. I mean, obviously I'm not gonna make that, but because uh, I'm allergic to strawberries, just FYI. Uh and I just think, but the, yeah, loads. I want to make that chocolate cake again that I mentioned, the the chocolate sour cream pound cake. Cream. Um, mm. And maybe I would cover it up for like the second half of the bake just so that it, it doesn't yes. get too burnt on top. Because um, I think that actually like, it would be such a treat for some people. She talks about in the intro to that cake, how she, she doesn't like chocolate cake, um, but she... Yeah loves these costco muffins that are like chocolate chocolate chip um oh nice. and that's what it did remind me of like the and this is like an homage to that like it tastes like a, a chocolate muffin um like really soft and yep. the chunks um what else the mint and chip ice cream cake sounds looks fun too yeah there's a lot of like frozen -y stuff isn't there yeah i feel like that's something we don't do that much here is no. like a lot of frozen desserts but it's quite an American oh, thing, and I like it. Lemon shaker pie. Did you see that? It's on page sixty-seven. Yeah, there. briefly. And it's just—I don't really know what a, sh a shaker pie is, but it looks lovely. She also loves lemons, doesn't she? As well as salt. Yeah. Black she and does. blue hand yeah, pies. Yeah, They look yeah. great. Like it's all just sounds a bit violent. That. <laughs> Toasted oat and honey cobbler sounds great. Uh, she has a banana yeah. bread recipe. Cow Basically, um. You know, I'm a fan of this. She has, she does have a tahini caramel, doesn't she? Yeah, that sounds good. And her own, the only pie crust, which is in all of her books. She wrote it for yes. the book for dining in. It's also in Nothing Fancy, and it's in this because she's like, it's good, and I'm, I'm. Well, let's not mess with it. Shall we rate? Shall I remind you all? about our rating system yes please me included <laughs> i know you i always it. forget um 
So every episode where we cover a book, we will rate because <laughs> we're, we're um you know doing things a little bit differently this season. But yes, we're diversifying. Yeah. yeah. Every every time we cover a book, we rate the book and we have five criteria that we rate out of, which I will say in a minute to remind you all. Um, but each episode we also change what we rate out of based on the book or the chef or you know something basically a bit funny that we yes uh find so here's our rating system and then we'll talk about what we're going to rate uh alice and roman out of but you may have already guessed it <laughs> so our five criteria are usability and accessibility that's one uh, ingredients used that's another one <laughs> is it veggie friendly that's another one. Uh, aesthetics. And then finally, inspirability. Um, and of course, we are going to ra- rate Alison Roman Sweet Enough out of salt. Salt. <laughs> because Which now everything... seems, yeah, at, at odds with the title. But no, maybe it's not. It's complementary to the title. Yeah, there you go. It brings out the flavours of the title. <laughs> And maybe if this is a true redemption, you know, it's good for us. We were salty on the last episode about her. Uh, but now she gets rated out of salt. Now and... we're being sweet enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Are let's we? Let's see. So, Hannah? Yeah. That's tell me. us your redemption rating. That's one. Um, so, usability and accessibility, that's one. I am mm. going to give it one there. I found it very mm. easy. A lot of food processor stuff from what you said about like the tomato tart and stuff nothing's too involved or nuts which is nice no nuts no there's lots of nuts but it's not nuts nuts. often the nuts are optional (laughs) that's true (laughs) it's good in life it's good in books (laughs) the ingredients used yeah that's one because there was nothing crazy like we said no like mad tropical stuff probably tahini is like as as mad Mm. as it gets um aesthetics I am going to give it one. I really like the layout of it and the photos and it's quite easy to read the recipes. They're all mm-hmm. quite, you know, there are like that Lacey Edges page is, is quite confusing because you think it's going to go into a Lacey Edges chapter, but it doesn't. It's just yes. talking. It's just like a mini celebration of Lacey Edges. But no, still going to give it one. Vegetarian friendly. Yes, absolutely. There's not even any like gelatin or anything in here considering it's a baking book. But there is anchovies, but they are oh, there is. optional. Yes, that's true. Just like nuts. And Um, (laughs) nuts and anchovies optional is uh, my bad name of the week. (laughs) Yeah. And inspirability, I'm going to give it half, I think. I think um, I was, yeah, I I really, I was into a lot of it. But then some of the kind of like pudding stuff or whatever, like, Mm. you know, the yellow sheet cakes and stuff like that that I you know just don't do it as much for me I would love more savory in here actually mm. on that point um but no in general I think it's great and I think it could be you know it'll be going beside Claire Saffitz on the shelf for when you need to bake something and yeah. you know that it's gonna yeah hopefully work so yeah I'm giving it four and a half salts out of five Ooh. um more savoury baking books. I feel like Alison Roman would absolutely nail a savoury baking book. Yes, 100%. Request for that to be your next one, Ali. Yeah, um, now you're listening. Okay. Now you're... Maybe listen to this one, not the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what about you, Vic? What are you giving so, out of? Very similar. So, usability and accessibility, that's one. That gets one. Same as you. Very easy, accessible. Didn't have any issue. Well... As we know, I had issues previously. I'm going to try those yeah. scones again and I will report back. Okay. Um, ingredients used, also one. It's the, yeah, it's a no-brainer. I found everything. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And everything that is, like I said, about nuts and, and anchovies. And, like, even even the um, preserved lemons in that lemon shortbread are optional. Oh, right? are they? So, lemons are easy to find, but, yeah. you know, you don't, yeah. Um, Veggie-friendly, yes, like we just said aesthetics i'm taking half off for aesthetics because the, i found some of it a bit confusing in terms of like those big pages where you like you said that, that, that lacy edges one it's i find some of it a bit jarring the recipes okay. themselves the recipe the pages are great the pictures are lovely but just mm-hmm. the some of the little interludes i bit found confusing. a bit 
a bit confusing, a bit jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, but then inspirability, I'm giving it a whole one. Oh, a whole because one. Because I loved it. I thought, you know, even before I was cooking specifically for the pod, I was like really wanted to cook from it, really wanted to uh, do various things in it. So, yeah. Uh, it's it's wow. another four and a half salts. I think I've, I'm, yeah, it's also going on the shelf to do. It feels very much also like a summery cookbook, doesn't it? Like there's a lot it of really does, yeah. stuff and stuff with fruits that would just be good over the summer. It's the redemption episode. She's been redeemed. Isn't there a Bob Marley song that's redemption? Maybe. Rather than singing it, I'm just bobbing in my seat. <laughs> Bob it, Bob Marley. Bob it. So well done, Nelson. Yeah. We salute you on your baking book. And next What's stop, the fourth one going to be? Maybe this is the only person that we've reviewed all of their books. Yeah, that's a good... Well, apart from those that just have one. Yeah, they don't count. Losers. Yeah. Get on it. Get on it. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> well, this went well. This went oh, better just... than last time. On page 69, she says she's a diehard salt person. There we go. Blank person. We're obsessed. <laughs> What are you if if you're a person? I'm not a person. That's the problem. Oh yeah, you're a myth. What am I? <laughs> Maybe a, you know, crunch person. You're a texture person. Yeah, texture I don't know what person. I am. I'm a cheese person. A cheese person. <laughs> I am a potato person. <laughs> I feel like you. No. I feel no. like you're a bread person. Just a big you're old. A, you're a toast person. Sweetie. That's who I'm you a are. Toast person. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Toast and texture. That's the name of our business. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for <laughs> thank listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Love you. Love Bye. You. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review as it helps others to find us and enjoy us. You can see how the recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle, where you can also get in touch with us, let us know your thoughts, feedback, ideas for episodes, whatever you like. We really love to hear from all of you. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.